Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is entrepreneur and Abraham Hicks fan, Louis D'Souza. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. But that's not the only reason we're happy today, because we have a special guest joining us today. And this is a really fun one, because listeners will remember that over the last couple of weeks, I've been putting out there that any listeners might be interested in being a co-host could reach out and guess what? Some did. And one of them's here. Her name's Anne Marie. And Anne Marie's been listening for quite some time. She's also in Thai boot camp, so she's got a lot of ties going on here, which is pretty cool. And yeah. first first of all, I want to congratulate you on taking the plunge. And second of all, welcome you. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you all. I'm so excited to be here. It feels very bizarre considering I've been watching you guys for so many years, but um, <laughs> I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Very good. Doing fine, thank you. Doing very well. It's going to be kind of fun to actually have two people from the UK as my co-hosts today. Mm. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting. And uh, what we're going to do is get to know you a little bit today and uh, see if everything fits well, see if there's any uh, um, issues or if everything just works out great. And if it works out great, you may even be coming back on a regular basis. That would I be mean, amazing. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. <laughs> so, Anne-Marie, meet Louis. Meet Louis. Oh, actually, Anne-Marie, you already know Louis. You've been listening to Louis for years. But Louis, meet Anne-Marie. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, the cool thing about Anne-Marie, Louis, is that uh, she was one of the people who sent in email back in, I'm not sure exactly how far back, asking for help. And uh, we were able to give her help. And one of the things that you've mentioned to me often is, wouldn't it be great if we could have follow-up conversations with somebody that we're helping? <laughs> well, guess what? You just got your wish guy. How about that? <laughs> There's law uh, of attraction in its greatest form. <laughs> absolutely. Do you remember yeah. the question and the answer, Emery? I do. I do. Because it was, it was quite a time. It was the end of last year. And my husband had been made redundant. Um. And it was, I was trying to keep a positive mindset, but I was struggling. And it was just really just some advice on how to keep strong, how to keep powering through and not to, you know, get too overwhelmed by what could happen if and have the bad kind of side of things that come in your head. So, and you guys just, you, you literally dedicated the whole show to my question and it was so calming, so wonderful it kind of reassured me that a lot of what I was doing was the right things. But there was a few other tips and techniques in there. It was, yeah, it was just perfect. And I just watched it. And I was just like, a whole show to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want it, really, more of those. it really did help. <laughs> so it really did I, help. So thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. And I just realized Louis gave me a little heads up that my mic was down. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better yeah, than it that, did before. Does. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of trouble with that here on the show. We, for whatever reason, there are some of us who just kind of disappear into the woodwork and we never get heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no, it's all part of dealing with uh, just, you know, the usual kind of consumer electronics we deal with. But yeah, that was really cool, though, that we were able to help you out like that, Anne-Marie, and that, uh, oh. you know, it, it made such an impact, uh, apparently such a positive impact. You actually weren't scared away from coming on the show. That's actually, you know, like that, that's like an achievement all by itself, not to scare you away. I don't know if you realize. Oh that. no! It was honestly, it was reassuring, and literally, <laughs> it was so reassuring. And literally within weeks, my husband had got offered a job, and everything worked out absolutely perfectly. Brilliant! Um, nice. But 
and it's 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 nice to sort of hopefully be part of a show that has that impact to people because it really did help. I think we both know exactly what you mean because that is yeah. part of the reason we do this. We I mean we do this obviously because we like doing it. That's primarily number one why we do it. But you know, having the ability to help somebody else while we're doing it, that that's like icing on the cake. You know, that's the candle on top. That's where, you know, the wishes come true, which is pretty cool. So anyway, you got to give people um, a little bit of background about who you are so that they know something about you. I mean, you're from the UK, so they know that much. But what else should they know about you? <laughs> what should they know about me? I am a mum of two young children. One's um, nine next month and one's five. So um, another reason why I like watching Louis is because he has his kids involved. And it's something that I like <laughs> to try and share thing with my kids just little snippets um but you know just to help them sort of navigate their way through situations as they grow up um so yeah i'm a mum. i'm working i don't really know what else to say i'm literally just into law of attraction i've just been through thai boot camp i graduated about four weeks ago congratulations Um, thank you it was a journey, but it's just literally the impact's massive, which is why it's quite funny when I look back at December when you guys are answering my question and mm. it feels like a completely different person. Wow. You've been doing some serious work on yourself. Oh, I have. Literally over the years, when I first started joining Tyre, was uh, not Tyre, when I first started watching LOA Today, it's because mm. a, a life coach that I was um, working with joined as a presenter. So I was starting like those years ago and then it's just grown and grown. And this, this podcast gives you a lot of knowledge on it. Well, then we're doing it our really job. helps. Absolutely. Well done. <laughs> we got it right. Because <laughs> that's what I consider to be the cherry on top for me on an ongoing basis. I'm, I have said this many times on the show before. I do the show primarily because I like doing it and because I, w- I want to learn about a-, a lot while I'm doing it. And, of course, I learn from the best. I have all these wonderful co-hosts who know all this stuff mm. a lot more than I know. And it, it works. It pays off. You know, I actually have learned this stuff. And then I, I guess the other, I, there are two cherries on top. The other cherry on top is that the other listeners who are tuning in are learning along with me. So it's, mm. it's a great win-win kind of a situation. Um, now, there's another thing that's kind of cool about today because – um, both you and Louie have something in common. You are both listeners who came onto the show. And there's oh, only really? three of you who have done that. You, Louie, and Amy are the three who have done that. So you, you are part of a groundbreaking crew. I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so, okay. I listen, we never... Sorry. I listened to one show and, uh, I, I immediately emailed Walt and I said, Hey, I'd love to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't what was it that attracted time. you? What was it that attracted you, Louie? I, I, I just wanted to talk to people about it because I know a lot, so I like sharing. Yeah. It's very simple, nothing complicated. <laughs> and, and let's just say his uh, entree was a, a, a grand slam. He, he did a show with me and Joel Elston, and after the show, Joel said to me, you got to find a spot for that guy. He knows his stuff. Mm. So, I mean, you get an endorsement like that, it's kind of hard not to get the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love but, Joel. Oh, he's fabulous. He really is fabulous. We're going to have him back on the show at some point. The hard part is uh, just matching something up with his sh- schedule because he's just, mm. um, I almost said it the British way, didn't I? Um, because his uh, his schedule is so crazy that trying to find a spot in it is just, it's like, you know, 
trying to win the lottery? <laughs> I mean, that's really outside <laughs> his schedule. It's just crazy. But we're going to get him back on. It's just a question of finding that right time. Little little law of attraction. We'll just put it out there. That's what I keep doing. And we'll find it. It'll come. I know that he wants to come on, so that's good. But let's talk a little bit about uh, what you've been learning recently. Because like you said, Amber, you came through Kaya Boot Camp. And mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, I've been trying to make a point about, but I'm not sure it really is clear, you don't actually get to graduate from Kaya Boot Camp unless you reach your goal. Because everybody who comes into Kai Boot Camp, they have a, they have something they're trying to achieve. Maybe there's something they're trying to manifest. Um, they're, they're trying to do a particular kind of growth, something along that line. And so you must have gotten there. You must have achieved what it was that you were trying to achieve when you went through. Um, so if you want to share, what is that? And, and either way, what, what happened that, that made you feel like you actually got there? What was, is there a story you can tell about that? Well, it's not necessarily just reaching its goal. It's just evidencing or just realizing that things are happening for you and mm-hmm. that you're using the practice and that it's making a difference and it's having a positive impact. So there is some people have absolute things they want to achieve and they achieve it. For me, it was I'd done a lot of law of attraction, but there was a lot of work on blocks and I just didn't know where to start. What are my blocks? How do I start to work on them? I just, I didn't know where to start. And um, a lot of law attraction is, you know, stay of positive mindset, but that's not always easy. So after watching David on LOA today um, and him discussing polarity and, you know, how that's normal, how to deal with it. And I was like, this is something that I think might help me with that. So my goal really was to one find out what my blocks were so I could release them and move forward with my learning. But also I feel over the last year um, with COVID that I lost myself, mm. you know, suddenly working from home, having two children, homeschooling, trying to juggle everything, not having my support system around me. And I just felt like I lost myself. So I okay. wanted to find myself again, really. I just wanted to get my daily practice, get that motivation back find out what my blocks were and just so I could move forward with my life and hence the reason why I'm here because I've done that work. I found blocks and blocks are still coming up and I just now know how to deal with them. Um, And I push myself out of my comfort zone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the most important thing. I mean, you can go through something like a tire boot camp and learn some good stuff, but if you don't turn it into a lifetime practice, it's almost like you wasted your time. And hmm. you're, you, what you just said makes it clear this isn't just something you just did, you know, for the spring. This is something that was, you're, this is like a part of your life now going forward, doing these daily yeah. practices. And yeah. yeah, that's really a potent thing. I mean, yeah. Louis has been developing some practices over the years. He, you, Louis has actually done some of the most interesting practice development of anybody I've ever met. I mean, we've talked about it a lot here on the show, but he, he's, he not only develops his own practices, he actually names them, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he started, like, for instance, when you started off with uh, the idea that the most important thing was what you ate and then what you drank and what you breathed and, and, and you worked through all those steps. Every one of those, you basically had given a name to what each one of those sets of practices was. And I just, I mean, I think it's, first of all, amazing that you develop those practices. And second of all, that you named them. <laughs> that's, that's really mind-boggling <laughs> to me. <laughs> 
but uh, when, when you were going through all that, that stuff, I mean, you weren't treating it. Well, well, I don't know. Were you treating that like a boot camp where, where you're doing it as an intensive? That's really what a boot camp is. You're just intensively diving in. Well, if, if you want to understand whatever you want to achieve, it's a want. I mean, if you break it down to its simplicity, it's a want. Mm-hmm. And from the age of eight, and I've said the story a hundred times, I don't know if Anne-Marie's heard it, but the age of eight, I said to mom, what is truth, love, and God really about? And she went, huh? And I knew <laughs> that I had to find it out for myself. So that desire within me to understand life is paramount. To me, to go through life not understanding or getting some clarity or, or idea of what the reason for being here is is just a complete waste of time. You're just wandering around, bashing your head and different walls and not knowing where you're going, what what's happening. So to me, that was a primal, important question, and it has driven me through all these steps with ease simply because that has been my driving force. I've wanted something, and all the bits and pieces of the puzzle have been knocking on my door, and I've gone through them step by step. So rather than an intensive, it was more like a marathon then? No, it, it was just a fun journey. I mean, I'd, no, it was a fun journey. Okay, I'm <laughs> making much too uh, much of well, it, I guess. Well, let, let's say when I was in the religion aspect, it wasn't because I was really pushing against things I didn't like. <laughs> Belief structures that I didn't agree with and all the rest of it. But once I started realizing that I had the freedom to choose what I wanted to believe um, based on a belief is a thought you think often, then I just ran with that. You know, it's very simple. You always make it sound very simple. And then off the air, you tell me about all the things that are complicated. I can't get you to do it on the air all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Walt, you know, I've had such a terrible day. Let me tell you about (laughs) it. Actually, he's never done that off air, folks. Not even close. (laughs) But it is funny how um, it all breaks down to something that's very simple. And yet, We've done over 1,500 shows on a very simple subject. So even the most simple subject can be quite complex because there's so many aspects to it. The idea is it's simple. It's not necessarily easy. It's not easy necessarily to apply Um, because we, like Gamery was discovering, we trip ourselves up. We create little blocks and resistances or big blocks or, you know, massive blocks. And then we have to learn how all that works and then how to get through them and all that kind of stuff. And all the while, it's just one simple thing, law of attraction. Enter game. <laughs> it's amazing how something simple is so challenging. So, okay. Let, oh, you were going to say something, Louis? I'm, I'm just kind of down. Oh, no, it's just, uh, it's a little more than the law of attraction. As you know, as you know Abram Hicks, when they explain it, it's, uh, they, they do fillers. So there, there's, a, there's a bigger picture behind it all. It's not just the law of attraction. So, okay, now that you've uh, teased us, give us a little bit <laughs> open, more on that. Open the Pandora's box. What That's are the right. other things? <laughs> so, you were non-physical before you came into the physical universe. You came into the physical u- universe to take on a vibrational interpreting machine to play with the contrasting universe. When you know what you don't want, you have a better idea what you do want. So when you put all those bits and pieces together, and there's more than that um, that I've come to discover along the way, uh, then you get a picture of what life is. It's not just the law of attraction. The law of attraction is the basic law that if you don't know what it is and you don't use it to consciously, then you really 
wander around with your eyes closed. I was saying to this guy in the sauna the other day, he said, I really want to teach you the law of attraction, and it's so simple. This is something you've got to do. If you can do this, if you can really do this, you will completely understand the law of attraction. So he said, what's that? So I said, right, focus very clearly on what I say. Can you visualize a pink elephant? And he says, yes, yes. I said, can you see the pink trunk? Can you see the pink legs? Pink tail? Can you see it all? I said, yeah, now I want you not to think about it. <laughs> Once you understand that, you understand the law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was his reaction? I'm just curious. He was saying, yeah, I can't not think of a pink elephant. <laughs> and he was just sitting there quiet. <laughs> so this profoundness um, was washing over him. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it really is an accurate point. When you say no to something, you're saying yes to something you don't want, which is the basic principle of of the law of attraction. And when you kind of get that, you start realizing how to uh, massage your life in, the, in, in, in a more focused and clear way on what you want, not what you don't want. And then you start moving forward clearer, etc. So. You also made an interesting comment there that I'm going to juxtapose with something that David Strickle says, because you, you talked, and I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you talked about how um, you need to understand how the law of attraction applies so that you can use it, yada, yada. Um, one of the things that David Strickle said to me recently, I think he's actually said it in, in groups and so forth, is that he doesn't really talk about law of attraction anymore for the same reason he doesn't talk about law of gravity. Since it's kind of pointless to say you're going to walk down the street and, and apply the law of gravity, it's just, it's just it's there. You just don't even have to worry about it. As Abram Hicks points out, when you walk out your door, you don't float upwards. That's right. I love that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, I mean, we've talked about uh, applying LOA a lot here on the show, but the fact is, applying LOA is kind of a silly concept because. But being I mean, aware of how it works, I think, is utmost important. Why do you think that is of utmost importance? Because otherwise you do not understand when you're saying, I don't want cancer, I don't want cancer, why are you getting more cancer? Uh, so it's basically akin to understanding the rules of the game. Yeah, absolutely, the rules to the game of life. That's the book mm -hmm. I want to write. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to write this book? Oh. No, actually, the, the title is still a little bit flawed. <laughs> oh, that's all right. The best way to start writing a book is simply to start with any title, and then you can change the title later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, you know. <laughs> but I think that'd be a good good book to write. I think you'd be good at that one. I mean, I so, the so. problem is there's really only one rule to the game of life, um, and it's the universal law of attraction. That's the rule. That's the law. And all other laws that people make, the 21 laws and the 100 laws and the 10 laws and the 5 laws and the 7 laws, they're just breakaways from the law of attraction. Okay. They I'll, talk about I'll the law you. of love and the law of this and the law of that and the law of polarity, etc. And they're all, they're all just the law of attraction. I'll even add the law of gravity in there since I mentioned that one, because that's really just a version, a variation of the law of attraction, really. <laughs> they don't tend to bring that one up, Walt. <laughs> no. All the books no. I've read. <laughs> As it you may said, not be considered spiritual. Pretty but, standard. Yeah. But that's where our appreciation of the law of, of the law of gravity has gotten to. We don't even think about it anymore. But that's really what it derives from, the law of attraction. As astrophysicists are discovering to their dismay because it doesn't behave the way they thought it did. That's another topic. Anyway, so, <laughs> all right, let's look at the, 
well, okay, let, let's let's see what we can talk about where we're applying it in our lives. Because um, Anne Marie was talking about how she's been applying it in Thai boot camp and now coming out of Thai boot camp. And I briefly touched on how when we learn new practices, we want to keep them going so that we're continuing to do growth. So I'm going to I'm going to grab a question that I saw come out of one of the Thai groups and ask you, Emory, see what your answer is on this one. Basically, the, the, the question says, what's your favorite Thai practice that you'd want to share with somebody else? But I'm going to alter it to what's your favorite Thai practice that you like doing every day? Journaling. I love journaling because I love writing. So writing is just something I've done since I was a child. And just writing and exploring things. Because I'll write things down and then I'll go, well, why do you feel like that? What's that about? And then I'll literally explore it. And like four pages later, I've got to my conclusion. And it's just a fascinating thing to do for me. And I, I just find it quite therapeutic. And Marie, I've got a question about journaling. Do you do you uh, read back in your journals? And if you do so, how often? I don't read back. I may read back what I've written that day, but then I don't tend to read back. I've not had the need to yet. So um, the point of writing it down for you there might be, is... It's literally like having a conversation with myself. But just by writing it and exploring it in writing just makes it more fluid for me because that's just how I like to communicate because I love to write. So, mm -hmm. and it kind of sticks in my head more when I write it down. And to be fair, if I haven't got pen and paper around, I'll still kind of do it in my head. I kind of journal right. in my head. Okay. And have a little mad conversation with myself, but it works for me. That's very cool. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm in kind of a different boat where journaling is concerned because I've often liked to write about all kinds of stuff, but journaling was never one of my favorite things to do. And it was actually one of my biggest challenges entering the Taya boot camp. I knew I was going to be, and there was a piece yeah. of me that said, oh, do I really want to do this? I don't know. But uh, I went through with it. Um, but it would have been a different experience for me, I know, if I had loved the idea of journaling. And you loved it. So I kind of imagine that when you got to those stages of, you know, of the various modules, start with module one, actually, you start doing journaling right from, from the beginning. I, I would kind of imagine that it made you kind of sight to do the next step in the process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just, it, it the, like Louis said, I did occasionally sort of like go back and catch a page and I'll read something. It's like, whoa, I don't even remember that feeling or, you know, what I was exploring. Um, but yeah, it really sort of helped me sort of get through because my ego struggled through boot camp. It didn't want to believe anything. It didn't want to go forward. It wanted to stay happy in that little depressed place. But obviously we didn't want to stay there. Um, so it was a lot of exploration. But I think one of the coolest things I think about my journaling is, is I kind of was like, wouldn't it be cool if on my last day of tire in boot camp that I finished my journal? Because you get that lovely journal sent through. And I did it on my last day, literally on the last page, the last line. There you go. Thank you. Dream. Wow. Oh yeah, easily. But I had another book as well in my in my study. I literally wrote all the time. Well, I mean, if you're going to consider, the, you know, I'm sorry, if you're going to continue the practice, you better have another journal. Otherwise, you're going to be out of stuff to write in. So I'm <laughs> glad you have that. <laughs> yeah, I had I had my one by my bed, one in my office, and. Wow. 
I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, those, those uh, blank journal books, they have a ton of pages in them. So if you're filling that book up, you're doing a pretty good job of, of journaling. That's, that's impressive. Because for somebody who's not a, into writing, that's not easy to do. No, I can imagine. Is it because that's, yeah, that's, that's my form of communication. But that's the good thing is, it's like other people had other ways of doing things. Other people's got maybe more out of medication, uh, medication, meditation <laughs> and like connecting <laughs> with source. Well, some people use it that way. I mean, you know, that's well, a fairly little stumble there. It's a fraudulent slip. Um, so yeah, you know, other people have different methods of doing things, and so I can't visualize. I'm really not that strong at visualization. Um, oh really? But I can do that when I write. So when I write, that's how I can. That's how I do it. So when I'm writing so my code, which I don't know if you've got to your code yet, but I, I have. But tell people what that means. So the code is where you look at what your dreams are, what your you want your future life to be. So it's almost like you, it's a movie in your mind of what you want and you live that and you feel it and you bring that to reality. And it's, it's, see, whereas I struggle visualizing. One of the most important things for anybody to do who understands Alloway is to get a clearer and clearer picture of where you want to be and visualize it and play with it and enjoy it to such a degree that you don't need to manifest it physically. You can yes. sit in your dark room and live in this mansion, and and that's good enough for you. And then the law of attraction will, will pretty much bring you whatever you want. The, the reason that's it's true. called code, of course, is that it's, it's similar to, say, what a computer programmer does when he, he writes code. He's basically writing the code of his program while you're writing the, the code of your life. So that's why it's called your code. But... Um, it's a. It, it's also like uh, programming in another sense too, because you want to make sure that your code actually works the way a computer programmer does. Because a computer programmer, as he's writing the code, or as she's writing the code, they'll get to they'll, they'll they'll run it, and then they'll find that it just kind of breaks at one point because they actually didn't think that part through clearly enough and express it clearly enough in the code. And that's a that's a big portion of what you do in Tayo too. You're trying to make your code, make your movie, your mind movie, as clear as you can mm-hmm. make it. And as consistent as you can make it, and as un, um, unconflicting as you can make it, so that it's a it's a very clear signal that you're sending out to the universe. And and you understand the 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 teaching that Abram says about that is that if it starts becoming when you when you become too specific and it starts becoming oh, I can never really achieve this etc. Then you must mm-hmm. go more general. Right. So then you move move back to a little more general, and then when it starts feeling a bit better, then you can move a little more focused, etc. So you play with that forward and back aspect of general and focused to based on your emotional guidance scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing I've, I've been really paying close attention to in my own entire experience is making sure that I'm only putting out stuff whatever it is, visualizations, journaling, whatever, when I'm in my high vibe state, because I have such a long history of putting stuff out in lower vibe state and getting completely the wrong results. You would have thought that I would have learned it by now, but hey, I'm I'm finally facing it, finally paying attention, finally saying, okay, I'm only going to be focusing when I'm in high vibe. And that means that if I'm in low vibe, I have only one job to do, that's to get into high vibe. And it simplifies things, but there's also a discipline that's involved in that. You have to kind of be true to it. 
You have to yeah. actually pay attention. You have to do little check-ins with yourself. You have to notice when you're down that spiral or down in the low vibe space. And then and do all those something. things you've been talking about, Walter, called awareness. Oh, so you've been telling me that? You're telling me that I've been unaware. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's funny know. because it, I, <laughs> I'm relatively new to it, anyway. I mean, law of attraction, it's, it's something that I've come across in like the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. So I'm still learning. So I hear what people say and I re- read books and it's only when you start practicing that it starts to become real. So I used to yes. think, yeah, I live in appreciation, but it's only now that I realize now I live in appreciation. Yes, I appreciated yep. things, but I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't fully embraced with it and embodied with it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what my, my I found. Mm-hmm. I think we so, all find that. So, Anne-Marie, what, what I'm hearing is that you're starting to understand the vibration of the emotional guidance scale, for want of a better word. You're starting yeah. to really feel what it means. You know, I remember Abram was saying about Esther. Esther's like really starting to understand the difference between I don't care and appreciation. And she says the, the gap between the two is huge. And that stuck in my head. I was like, oh, hmm. you know, this is Esther. So <laughs> I don't know much, much about Hicks? Esther. No, I haven't. I oh, haven't because okay. I hadn't really um, heard of Abraham. Um, um, but it's not something I've studied, but it's something I, I will do because she's, from what I have seen, she's, she's so interesting and beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. I've watched the old bit and yeah. Very positive. Well, when you're watching her, you're not beautiful. watching her. You're watching Abram. Yeah, Abraham. Yeah, but yes, yes, I am. <laughs> she, she's just a vessel. <laughs> she's a vessel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, she's it's, also it's, like David. She's very... also a filter. I mean, like, she's not exactly. just a vessel. She's she's filtering. She she's yeah, filtering she's filtering what, what the uh, stream's message or the mm. con- or the the Abraham message is through what Esther knows and understands. Yeah, that's all it's, that she it's can. Why do. Abram says that. Uh, the, the message through Esther can only be in English because Esther only knows English. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yes. there is a filter. Yes, I agree. Yes. Sorry, I, I interrupted. But I wanted to throw that in there. No, no worry. <laughs> um, but from what I gather, I mean, Abraham is very different to David. I mean, David, I was attracted to through sort of LOA because it just, I just believe that's what I was meant to do to, for what I needed. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. I understand more about it. I think Abraham is something that I'm going to start studying as well, both in parallel. So I think it would be interesting to have the both learnings. And Marie, can I make a suggestion? Absolutely. Can you replace the word study? What, what did you word? What did you word? What word did you use just now to learn Abraham Hicks? Learnings. No, you you said I wanted to work at it. I think, and hmm. I would play replace the word play with it. Yes, that's a much nicer yes. word. That's much see, that's nicer. stuff that I need to pick up. Is it's the word because it's so crucial, isn't it? So, so, so working is the old mindset that we brought up with. You got to work hard, study hard to get anywhere in life. Now that is all BS. All right, complete, absolute, utter. Once you yeah. start on the start to understand the law of attraction, you understand how much it just is not the way it is. So um, 
you start rephrasing a lot of words that you use, like work, into play, etc., etc. And if you do that, you really have a lot of fun with it. You really don't feel like it's work. You don't feel like you have to put effort in to do it. And it starts becoming something you really want to do. As I explained to Walt in the beginning, I mean, many years ago, I used to listen to thousands of hours of Abram X, you know. And until I was clear, completely clear about the understanding of their philosophy and the concepts mm. behind it all and seeing how they related it to different people's problems, which is the huge advantage about Abram Hicks. They've done the same thing for 35 years, just taking different people's problems and putting the same parameters um, in it and, and showing them how to move forward. And it really is an incredibly simple philosophy. It's incredibly simple. And it's of great value to anybody who wants to understand and move forward and use this life to a greater potential. Um, yeah. And everybody's talking about it in their own way, the secret and et cetera, et cetera, and Strickle, et cetera. So everybody's using the similar um, understanding and clarity to, to, like we're doing on the show, is to bring it to people in a different shape and a different form That'll mm -hmm. appeal to different audience, and so the more and more people start mm -hmm. understanding and learning and growing. But then again, that's not my goal. My goal is knowing that nothing's wrong and that everything's okay. So um, my goal is just to enjoy doing what I always want to do, and that is share this kind of information. So along the way, I'm just trying to give clarity, and it's often clarity is more for myself than for others. And I just enjoy it. And when I'm sharing it, I'm just so passionate about it and it comes out. It's all fun for me, you know. Yes, it's all about That's the fun. That's really here, interesting no because, um, absolutely, it was definitely fun. <laughs> but something that, um, we had a summit with, um, David. And one of the things is my, that I took out of it and I literally bubbled it and it was like, stop being so serious. And it is, I do have to remember to have <laughs> fun with it and to play with it and, you know, I'm just like, oh, I really need to learn. So and tell all me, Anne Marie, what's so serious? What's in. so serious? Tell me what's so serious. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> is serious anymore. But it used to be like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't do this. I can't think like this. Oh my no, I'm feeling really down, and something bad's going to happen. And then just literally, oh no, I'm going this panic mode and just take instead of just relaxing and then just enjoy the moment and think of like things that you have fun with and just sort of get back into a good space but I literally used to, used to go into panic mode and deer in headlights and just remembering actually life's quite a good fun let's let's enjoy it mm. absolutely true mm, mm. it is remarkable and then that too, changes your entire life and it'll also affect your kids and a partner etc so I'm finding um, that being 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 aware of that um, and being detached enough to let them go their own way Yes. Okay. You guys I'm... must all understand the law of attraction. And this is the way to go. You must believe what I believe. Otherwise, you'll never. Yes. Okay. That doesn't fly. All right. So, so I was speaking to somebody the other day. Um, Meanwhile, parents all around the world are going, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking my kids the... don't even tidy their bedrooms, let alone think what I want them to think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, there, there's there's a there's a huge advantage to that letting go aspect, um, but what you start realizing is that you become the product of the product, 
And then they say, oh, I want some of what you're getting. And then they ask you. Mm. And that's the natural progression of how it should work. Um, I was speaking to somebody the other day. I think I mentioned it on last podcast, but um, I don't know if Anne-Marie heard. But uh, I was saying I was to some of the moms, I was for my five-year-old daughter who went out for coffee, that I was rather anti-vax. And she said, oh, I'm really for vax. And then I turned around and said, I'm really happy you're for vax. I'm very happy you're clear about what you want and where you want to go <laughs> and, and what you want to do. What I'm not happy about is when people take their belief structures and start to enforce it on other people. When they say, I'm right and you're wrong and you must now have a passport to do this and you must have a restriction to do that and you mustn't do that and you must do that. You, so you've got to take on my belief structure. And when that happens, you start war. That's the beginning of war between nations, religions, philosophies, vax, anti-vax, political parties, etc. So when one group of people start enforcing their belief structure on another, that's where the war starts. So you've got to be really relaxed about letting your kids, your family, your loved ones, um, etc., believe what they need to and want to believe at that mm -hmm. moment in time. Absolutely. And uh, that agree. takes quite a, a level of detachment and uh, just letting go and, you know, say la vie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, I just try and view it that what their experiences, what their learnings are. I mean, I could tell them everything, what they take from that. I mean, I listen to many things, but what I take from it is what I take yes. from it. Um, but we have conversations now, I think things happen at school. We're like, oh, this is happening. I'm like, okay. So again, just trying to explore the fear. So what's the worst that could happen? And what do you want to do? And we just explore things in a different way. But my eldest, my goodness, her manifestation is just she gets free stuff wherever she goes. So I'm saying to her, I keep <laughs> saying to her, you're you're really good at manifestation because I'm like, I want to lock that in there. <laughs> you're really right? good at manifestation because yep. literally, she wherever she goes, she gets free biscuits, free lollipops, free toys all the time. I'm like. You can do the lottery. <laughs> nice. It's like, it's like my daughter came to me when she was, what, about six, seven years old. She said, Dad, I want a bicycle. My neighbor's gone and I want to ride with her. And I said, go. I said, uh, well, go get one. She said, what do you mean? So I don't have the money. I said, go get one. I said, visualize it. Visualize that you're riding it, enjoying it, having fun on it. And within a week, the next-door neighbor said, oh, my, the elder daughters can't uh, use this bike anymore. It's too small for you. Do you want it? And at the end of the month, a friend of mine was leaving for America, and he said, oh, I've got a spare bike. Do you, does your daughter want one? And it was slightly <laughs> bigger than the last one. <laughs> so within a month, she had manifested two bicycles, and I hadn't paid a cent. <laughs> <laughs> so that's now I need to learn that. <laughs> This is the kind of um, information that your child needs to learn. Mm. Oh, I don't mm. have to go to mommy and daddy to get something. I can manifest it myself. It's a very mm. important lesson. Well, I do say to them, it takes a lot of the stress um, away from the parent as well, having to supply mm. everything. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's certainly something I say to her. She was like, oh, I really want this. Because reach the universe and, you know, we probably need to do a bit more official. I do say to her, yeah, mum's woo woo stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she goes again. Um, <laughs> I mean, daddy says mum's a tree hug and a hippie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and nothing wrong with but it, it's quite cool because yeah but you're right louis because like the other day my husband went into her bedroom and he thought she was watching telly he was going to tell her to, to watch the telly but she wasn't she was journaling and i was like that's my girl <laughs> because you're right they can what they see yeah so that's why i was saying you've got to be the example and if they like it they'll take it on board and then there's no yeah. pushing and pulling well, I think you're actually the example, regardless of whether you plan to be. Well, you're actually advocating yeah. to become a conscious example. Be careful of what your example yeah. is. Be, be, be certain of what you want to be providing as your example. <laughs> yeah, because that's what that's, that's the that's, thing that's, about that's life is it gives there. you an, it gives you an endless amount of chances to fix things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you're alive, you've got another chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're dead, Very you've got true. another chance too, but Absolutely. no, we don't quite know that. But <laughs> Yeah, we just don't see the connection between the two instantly, but that's all right. Mm. Um, something you said, Louie, I wanted to bring it up and, and uh, I don't know if I can turn it into something controversial, but I'm going to try anyway, just because it's fun to be controversial. Um, you made mention about how, I don't even remember what the topic was, but but uh, how you, you, you didn't want to have somebody else um, trying to push their idea on you, that kind mm. of thing. And what it cued in my mind was something that the stream talks about, which is you really want to learn to appreciate everything, including the things that rub you the wrong, the wrong way. So I, I, I'm curious about that. On the one hand, you express something that I know I've expressed. I'm sure many people have expressed, you know, it's not a good idea. If we, I really am not happy if you're trying to push things on me. On the other hand, I'm also trying to learn to appreciate it. I'm wondering how, what, what have you found in, in that, that, contrast if you will that struggle to whoops you just went blank there your microphone isn't working um but what, what have you found in there that um enables you to both appreciate and to say at the same time no thank you because <laughs> that's what you're really doing right yeah no i'm just trying to get my distracting daughter out the room and i'm <laughs> so. so you're appreciating it, you're doing it right? <laughs> so, so so we're getting right to the crux of it you know? <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing in a way synchronicity <laughs> um so when when I'm talking about war, I'm talking about most people decide to choose one camp or another. I'm not saying at any stage that I don't appreciate both sides, respect it, and allow them to flow through me. I've got no problem with any of that. I can I can argue for vax as much as I could for anti-vax. Um, so it, it's not it's not an issue for me. But I do note that the world likes to choose sides and to fight for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was pointing out. So it's not really an issue for me which way anybody goes. And I will appreciate their their point of view completely and totally. But I'll also choose what kind of point of view I want to play with today. You know, exactly. the thing about me is um, I I don't have too much of a point of view, so I can have any points to view. I'll leave you to think about that for a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for a twist of thought there too. It's a valid one, though, and I think that you, you hit the nail on the head because what you're really talking about is distinguishing between your own preferences, or I'll make it for myself, my own, me distinguishing between my own preferences, here's what I like, here's what I don't like, on the one hand, have, you know, set of preferences on the one hand, and on the other hand, still appreciating that somebody else's preferences may be contrary to my own, but that's okay, I can still appreciate them. I'm, I'm just going to continue to pick my own. 
And there's really no conflict between the two. That, that's why I wanted to bring up this so-called contentious thing that really isn't contentious. Um, because it seems like a, it should be on the surface, but it really isn't. It really isn't. It's, it's a conversation I've actually had with my friends today because I'm, we went out for dinner and, um, went to a restaurant and I'm vegetarian. And whenever I tell sort of people I'm vegetarian, they always go, oh, the kid's vegetarian. Because they always <laughs> think that. Yeah. Because I am, I'm going to make everybody else. It's like, no, of course, of course. not. They, they can eat what they want. That's well, of course, decisions. I don't mind making three or four meals for different, <laughs> for different tastes every meal. I love cooking every day. <laughs> So I think that's why they're presuming that they might be. You may wish them to be vegetarian, is simply because making more meals is stressful <laughs> in their minds. So that's probably. probably what they're thinking. Well, you know. they just have a balance of both. It's, it's, and I have got my eldest one loves a kebab. She loves roast chicken. You know, she loves the meat. Whereas the little one, mm -hmm. quite happily, just over meat and fish, she would choose tofu. That's just her preference. Mm. Um, and that's fine. I fortunately know how to accommodate both. Mm. We had some vegan people around for a barbecue yesterday. And uh, it was quite interesting. My wife was so excited because she made veggie burgers and vegan <laughs> burgers and this and that. And, you know, we had a lot of things we don't normally have at a barbecue. Now, our repertoire of what we can have at a barbecue, because we all like the different things, is, is now massively enhanced. So... Mm. To us, it's, it was a huge boon. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the way to look at it, because if, if you decide that it's all a bad thing, when, oh, my God, I'm not into vegetarianism, and now I'm having to eat this awful veggie burger, ugh, I can't stand this. Who, how can you? How can anybody eat this junk? I mean, this is like eating weeds, for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, you, you, you get into that kind of a mindset, you, well... I don't even have to describe it any further. You're in the mindset. You're already on the way down the spiral. You're in a really bad place already. And it doesn't even matter what you're talking about anymore. Because All you're in judgment, is, aren't you? You're in judgment mode. Absolutely. Yeah. You should. But I'm right. You're think. wrong. That's right. <laughs> Except when it's the other way around. <laughs> no, I'm right and you're wrong. Oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> I'm glad we got that straight now. <laughs> it's funny, I had a conversation like this with my sister the other day. Um, she, she's, she's trying you to. Desperately... No, no, that's my sister. She's sister in law. Yeah. She's my sister in law. No, this is my sister, PJ. Um, she's very much into. Uh, the uh, conspiracy theories about where the coronavirus originated. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to express to her, I really don't care where it originates. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me. It doesn't, does it? It's done. Walt, if we know where it came from, we can stop it happening again. Where's your problem? Why can't you see that logic? Mm, mm, that's simple logic. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, okay, we are judging them now, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that, that's an interesting word that you that you choose there, because on the one hand, I could make the argument that I was judging, and on the other hand, I could make the argument that I wasn't. And Walt, you're not allowed to become like me. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I just did? Oh my the student has learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at his face. Oh, so I'm traumatized. <laughs> oh, 
idea. I just lost my train of thought. You, you just knocked it right out. Well done. I have no uh, idea what I was saying. The laughing is very therapeutic, Walt. No, the point I was making is, is on the one hand, I, I was feeling a little bit judgmental. Your daily hand, dose of happy, be. come on. There we go. <laughs> And on the other hand, I, I was feeling like I wasn't judgmental, and, and I finally realized why it was I was feeling a little bit of both. It was basically because I wanted to change the topic. I was trying to find some way, anyway, to just shift the topic over. And, and no matter what I tried to do, she insisted on coming back to it. So finally I said, well, you know, if you, you can keep on that if you want to, but if you continue to do that, I'm going to mute the conversation. And that pretty much ended it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Walt, I love, I love a little, I love a little bit of conflict in my life. So I would just say, "Hey, I don't like the topic. I'm not speaking about it again." If you do, I'm off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would be quite. Well, that's essentially, what I, I just did it a little bit more long-winded than that. I but. know, I know. Yeah. You're just so nice. <laughs> I like to think of it as kindness, but okay, that's fine. I, I can live with nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, when my husband sat there talking about football scores and football, I'm just, oh, I don't want to listen. I do feel sorry for the English woman. <laughs> South African woman, it's the rugby and cricket. But <laughs> yeah. football is really, really something in this country. <laughs> oh, with my husband, it's like speedway, rugby, football, soup, anything. Oh, it's everything. Yes, okay. anything. <laughs> so constantly glazed. <laughs> Does he do any sport himself? No, he's very good watching. Okay. <laughs> That's a sport in itself. <laughs> Change the channel. <laughs> Here in the United States, we call that a tailgater. Somebody oh, is that what get, it's called? Yeah. Based on the idea that, that when somebody attends a sporting event, usually there's a party beforehand in the parking lot with, where they pull up the barbecues and, and they do that on the tailgates yes, of their I've trucks and so forth. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that. That's where it originates. But yeah, that, that's a tailgater. Or if you go back about thirty years, that's a couch potato. Essentially the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just different venues is all. Yeah. Well, I was going to say he's <laughs> even been to America to watch the American bubble. So. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> well, actually, from what I understand, that there there are American football exhibitions in the UK, so he doesn't even have to go to America for it. He can just wait for it to come there. I mean. <laughs> I'm just glazed over, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's a natural defense as well, is, is just letting it flow through you and not taking on board what it is. And mm -hmm. I remember when I was in my, the IT profession, I was working in all the blue, blue chip companies in London, like the BBC, Chase Manhattan Bank, Met Police, um, House of Lords, House of Commons. And, uh, you know, the guys who worked with me said, my God, Louis, you've just got such a Teflon coat. You just let everything just drip off you. <laughs> you don't take anything too seriously. I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> well, I actually work with an, in a, I work in an IT department and I, it's actually really helped me do entire working. Just, just don't get involved. Just, mm. You know, you don't you don't have to say anything negative. You can say something quite positive in the conversation, or just step back. And that's been that's just nice not to be distracted into it. I have to say. Interesting. All three of us. Have one one of my favourite sayings to any any conflict is, you know, when somebody's bitching or saying anything negative, I say, "Oh, I love you too." <laughs> and then <it> breaks <laughs> it up completely. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you imagine saying that to your boss? And I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> it, de- it definitely has a, has a great effect um, on on easing things out. <laughs> I was just noticing that all three of us have uh, a background working in IT, and it made me flashback to the last time I was actually working in an IT job, which was about 20 years ago. Um, and in that job, there was a uh, a phrase that was on the bulletin board of the, our, our little, um, our floor was divided up in, like most floors, it was divided up into cubicles and they were like little cubicle sections. So each section, this was the, that was the uh, Linux section, this is the Windows section, that section is the, the database section, so on and so forth. Um, and in our little section up on the wall, there was a, a sign that I just realized was there all along and it has become something of a, of a cliche in the modern LOA movement. And the, the, the sign said, there's nothing serious happening here. And I'm thinking that's really interesting. I hadn't made that association before. That that I, I I had that as part of my subconscious programming long before I knew what the law of attraction was. <laughs> long before I had any clue about how any of this stuff worked. And yeah, that sign was up there. It's pretty cool. So that is yeah, cool. Two things, not just that the sign was there, but we all have an IT background. That's pretty wild. I don't know why, but it reminds me of something when I was in university. They were building a new library, and there was this huge construction going on, and this huge barriers all around and I, I really appreciated the construction company because they put huge signs around the barrier saying the inconvenience is temporary the improvements are permanent <laughs> yes like <laughs> very very good I like that yep well that's polarity right. isn't it <laughs> clarity yes clarity and uh, for some people annoyance it just depends on your viewpoint <laughs> <laughs> Right? Just depends on who's doing the listing and who's doing the observing. But, um, you know, for a construction company to put that up on an educational site, I mm. thought it was very intelligent. Whoever did that, I was like, really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full stars. I, you know, never, I never forgot it. I think <laughs> this is just genius, you know, because it'll appeal to the intellect of, of, you know, the university people, etc. Sure. Mm. It's funny how there's all these overlaps in life like that. They come, they, they come around a lot more than I think we give them credit for. Um, and again, that's law of attraction at work. You know, you have, mm. you have a certain focus going on and, and it brings in other stuff of the same kind of focus. That, that's just part of it. Um, but I think it's also fun. I think it's, and I say that just because I think it's worth celebrating. I don't think we, we notice it enough and I don't think we celebrate it enough when it happens. Um, so I think it's cool to notice that. I think it's cool to bring it up. I think it's cool to just get excited about that kind of thing. That's just one more way to appreciate. And Marie, um, I yes. noticed that pretty much the hour is gone already. Um, but I wanted to ask you a lot more questions about yourself, but we have to probably leave it for other days. Well, you can, you, you can get in maybe one or two more, and that's about all we got time for. But we could, we could do that, depending on how long the answers are. <laughs> Have you ever at any stage of your life, I like asking this question just because it was my experiences, have you ever asked yourself in this life, what are we here for, why are we going, Where? you know, all those kind of things, and what age did you kind of become aware that you were asking those kind of questions? Oh, I'd say I was pretty young. I was a very serious child, um, and I, I used to sort of wonder, why are we here? What What's going on? What's my purpose? Um and do you know what? I, I mean, I'm in my late 40s now and I still say, oh, 
love to know what I want to be when I grow up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's, but I just want to do what I, I always felt that my job was to make a difference to people. So I've worked um, in charities and I got quite sort of made a lot of impact to people in the community and making a difference to their lives. And that's what felt good. And then I had my second child and I took some time off work and I decided I didn't want to go back to that. I wanted to kind of focus more on myself, which is what I've been doing these last few years. Um, And now I'm like you, Louis, I want to get back into that. Okay, so now I want to have that impactful time. So I like want to write children's books. I want to explore this more. I want to go around schools. Um, So I've always known that what I've wanted to do is to not, yeah, bring joy to other people and make a difference to other people's lives. That's always been strong in me, but I've never known what that was. So do you know what the, this is what Abram says, uh, I didn't really want to say that, but what do you think is the greatest gift you can give anybody else? My time, my kindness. Sounds very serious. <laughs> and a good glass of wine then, okay. <laughs> a glass of wine. <laughs> so no I'll football. tell I'll tell you I'll tell you what Abram says. Abram says your own happiness. Oh your okay, that's own not what I would have thought. Happiness. Your own happiness. Yes, that makes perfect sense now you say it. So instead of wanting to change others, help others, do other things, get into that really happy, positive place, and you'll be doing all of the above. Mm. But without even trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without even trying. Yeah. Effortlessness. Yes. I love the show. I've learned so much on this show as well. <laughs> <laughs> both sides oh, yeah. of the camera is awesome. It happens on both sides of the mic, no doubt about it. Mm. Every single week. I don't yeah. learn anything more. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you hired very well. <laughs> oh, touche. <laughs> it is noteworthy and it is fun and fascinating that we're able to take a show like this and just turn it into a learning experience at the same time that we're making it an entertainment experience, both for ourselves mm-hmm. and as it turns out for people who listen. Um, but that's exactly what it is. And so you've had your 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 first experience diving into the deep here. So I'm going to be curious to see how you decide to react to it afterward. But uh, this has been good. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us and tip your toes in the water, maybe even dive in head first. I'm not sure which way it is for you. But it's we'll been very confident. Pleasure. She's very confident, Walt. She is. She's very confident. Mm. I, I, I'm fairly confident I know what the decision is going to be at her end, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving that open just in case. You never really know. My secret. I don't want to give anything away. So we'll just leave it right there. We'll leave, we'll leave the listeners wondering, okay, is she going to join or isn't she? Hmm. Tune in next time. We'll see you all next time here on LOI Today. Goodbye, everybody. Take care, everyone.